In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're going to talk about a very hot topic, and that's cybersecurity. And I'm recording today from London, sitting here waiting on the Brexit. And we, our guest today is recording from Montreal. So first, like I'd like to do is welcome our return listeners Thank you for making us successful in 2018. We had a great year. And I'd also welcome our new listeners. Now, we do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And let me tell you a little bit about this series, if you are new. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact digitalization and globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we have talked about everything from business issues such as the changing workforce to leadership issues such as gender balance and thought leadership, and we talk about business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download us on iTunes. We are, we're rated in the fourth position on iTunes in November 2018. So download us and bring us right up there. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly be even the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. Drop me an email. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and you are a professional business person with a passion or an expert on a business subject, reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. As I said, we do have a worldwide audience. But even if you don't want to be a guest, make sure that you tune in to us each week. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. You know, I remember the world was really shocked when Equifax announced that 143 million people's social security numbers were compromised. And everybody asked, how in the world did that happen? But they weren't the only ones. I mean, just recently, we had another uh, compromise on data from a very large worldwide hotel chain. But firms such as Amazon and Walmart have also had customer passwords leaked online. And these are only the big breaches that we hear about, the ones that are in the news, but there are many more. PwC did a survey in 2017 where they interviewed more than 9,600 IT executives globally and found that 41% of them experienced at least one security incident in the past year. And of those, 37% reported financial losses as a result. So for many leaders, many of us, and many companies who have the risk of risk management, these uh, 
figures should make it clear that securing corporate data is a must. It is no longer only an option. But the challenge is that hackers are getting more and more sophisticated. And it's not only about technology today. It's also a little bit about social engineering. And therefore, cybersecurity must be deeply embedded in every aspect of a business, from product development to customer relations to human resources. But one of the challenges we face is we continue to think about it as only a board problem. And the other aspect is that data breaches are really a human issue. It's a human aspect from the fact that humans actually conduct the breaches to that humans are influenced by the breaches or affected by the breaches. And today, our expert is a security expert who has thought a lot about this. Lise Lapointe is the CEO of Terranova Security and the author of The Human Fix to Human Risk. Recognized as an innovative entrepreneur dedicated to the success of her clients, Lise has been in the IT field for over 30 years. She founded her first IT company with the arrivals of PCs in 1982, and in 2001 founded her third company, Terranova Security, one of the first companies in the world to focus on cybersecurity awareness for businesses. Lise's book, The Human Fix to Human Risk, is a must read for all executives and anyone in security awareness business. She provides readers with the five steps to mastering an effective security awareness program, how to change behaviors, how to help employees become part of the company's defenses, and how to protect the organization from cyber attacks. Throughout the years, Lise presided on the Association des Entreprises Privées de Formation du Québec and the Quebec Information Security Institute, and she is also winner of numerous international awards. She is passionate about entrepreneurship and IT, cybersecurity awareness, and has a great experience and a great combination in everything. And she knows a lot about this field, and she is going to share it with us today. Lise also attended the University of Montreal and previously served as president of the board of the directors de Femesor Laval. So, Lise, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Kimberly. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Great. So, Lise, let's let's start with a question that's always on my more mind because we do a lot about digital, but we also do a lot about diversity. Um, how did you get into this industry, this really male-dominated industry, as I must say? Um, I think that I was uh, I was only 24 years old when I got into the industry, so I didn't really think about the fact that it was a male-dominated industry. <laughs> uh, I just got an opportunity to write into uh, a course for IBM, Display Writer, and I took it. So that's the way I started in training and in IT. And uh, from one thing to another, I started my first company, like you said, uh, in uh, software development for accounting. And at the same time, my passion was really in training. So I started a training center for corporations, sold it to Telus in, uh, 
1998 and after decided to go back to business and uh, stay in IT and training, but more in cybersecurity where there was a lot of technical courses, but nothing for the users. So Mm -hmm. this is uh, how I got into this business. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really think about who else was around you back then. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, okay, that's, that's great. <laughs> so, um, so that so after you start in this business and ju- and just you know to the other question, first of all, you you started your company and then you wrote this book. Okay, the human fix to the human risk. Um, what drove you to write this book? It's the market. Right now, I think that there is a lack of knowledge in the market and how to build really a successful security awareness program. What we want to do is to change behaviors. And a lot of um, people right now think that putting a course online or a video online, just clicking the box makes it. But it doesn't change behaviors. If we want to change behaviors, we really need to... um, to build the whole plan. So I thought that by sharing our experience of 17 years with everybody of thousands of campaigns that we built and providing tools, best practices to help see those who have less expertise in the human factor to do it right the first time and to help them also in their security awareness journey. That is different for them. It's not a technical, it's a human thing. So it's, uh, it's kind of tricky at, at first. Mm-hmm. And and um, you talk about the market push you and and we've seen you know it's becoming we're becoming so much more aware of this and there's been such an increase in in cyber crime. Do you do you have any philosophy on why this is? Is it easier? Or is it just we're getting more attention to it? Or you know are we just getting more press on it? And it's always been there. But for me, kind of somebody not in your industry, it seems like it's just happening more and more. Uh, yes, it, it is happening more and more. There's like 10% increase in security incidents year over year. Uh, of course, you know, if we, with the internet, uh, it gives a lot of opportunity uh, to be effective, harder to get caught for hackers uh, they could do it from anywhere in the world. So when they they know that uh, technology is pretty advanced, so you know going for the humans is easier. Mm-hmm. So and social that, engineering, uh, essentially, they're con artists that are doing that using technology. Yeah, yeah I, I've heard that. I, I've heard that too. Uh, the you know uh, uh, hacking called social engineering and. Um, and you just said they're con artists. Can you just explore, you know, talk a little bit more about that? Oh, they, you know, there's different, there's terminology that we use, like, uh, of course, there's phishing, there's uh, through email, and there's also vishing, uh, uh, phone calls. People, mm-hmm. you know, they will call you saying that they're the IT, they need your password, and a lot of people will give it. And uh, sending you emails, uh saying that they're your bank and they need your information. So uh, that's the way they proceed with, uh, and, and a lot of times it's very specific. Uh, when it's time uh, for Christmas, for example, it's a, they know there's a lot of people buying. So uh, mm. they, they oh. use those, those moments, yeah. So, so when we talk about, I mean, it, like it, it's human to human. So the humans are doing, yeah. humans are getting effective. But, but let's talk about the companies. So why is it so important today for companies to to have a security awareness program? Uh, it is very important to protect their information, to protect their data, 
to protect their reputation. Uh, we know that today there's nobody that is uh, will not be attacked, even in small businesses. Uh, it's easier for them today to, to attack small businesses because there's not that much security and there's a lot of money to, uh, to be done. So uh, it's very important to, to train people on best practices. And, and companies are protecting their, their assets, but also isn't there another aspect too? Um, today we have uh, so many compliances. Okay? If I look at, for example, um, in Europe, the GDPR, which has come out that, that affects actually even people in Canada or the United States. So as a company, it's also important I protect my aspects, but I also have to be careful of making sure that I am obliged by these compliances also. Yes, GDPR has been uh, a big factor uh, to protect personal information. Um, And uh, a lot of uh, states in the United States and Canada uh, are using GDPR to to, you know, to, to influence uh, what they, they are doing in protecting the information. So what we, of course, when we do information security training, a security awareness program, we always include um, if privacy, if it's GDPR or another privacy, PHI, PII, depending on what industry and where you are in the world, uh, it's a combination of uh, education that we have to give to the user to know what to do with this information, who they could give it to, what are the, the policies of the organization facing uh, that. And there's very high fines uh, mm-hmm. for non-compliance, yeah. like over yeah. 20 million euros, 4% <laughs> of global turnover. So it's, it's pretty serious. <laughs> scary too. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but I just, um, we're going to take a break in a minute, Lise, but I have one more question. Um, and one myth is that people always think it's like stupid companies that get breached, but that's not necessarily true, is it? It's it it can be anybody. It can be anybody. It's not true. It's uh, we don't know what we don't know, right? Right. So uh, all companies are targets. Everybody in the company could be a target. So it's so important that CISOs invest a lot mm-hmm. in technology, but they also invest in educating their people to to be able to recognize the risk, you know, be able to recognize that there's a, they're being uh, asked information that they shouldn't give. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, your, your company has developed a five-step um, program um, to security awareness. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that so our listeners can learn about that. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we get back. And for our listeners, we are speaking with Lise Laporte. She's the CEO of Terranova Security and the author of The Human Fix to the Human Risk. Lise has been in the IT field for over 30 years. She founded her third company, Terranova Security, uh, which is one of the first companies in the world to focus on cybersecurity awareness for businesses. She founded that in 2001. And her book, Human Fix to Human Ricks brings out the subject of security awareness. And it's a great book. I urge our listeners to get it. It's on Amazon. Download it. If you'd like to reach out to Lise, you can reach out to her on her website, terranovasecurity.com. She's also on LinkedIn under Lise Lapointe. And she's on Twitter under Terranova 
under slash ISA. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or through the search and information industry of Europe and the, uh, under my email address, Kimberly at cinda.com. Or you can join me on LinkedIn under Kimberly Lewis. You can join Cinda on Facebook under the Search and Information Association Europe. And you can also join our group, Leadership Beyond Borders, on LinkedIn. And with that, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you trying to grow and expand your business? Then you need marketing. But with today's many options, what should you choose? When? Bonnie Taylor is the host of I Think I Need Marketing. Each week, she'll explore a topic that can help you develop, maintain, and improve your own marketing program. If your goals include growth and profitability, your business needs you to tune in. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We all hear about information security, identity, and privacy threats. The more technology becomes part of our lives, with more data created to provide insights about our lives, the more concerned we need to be. That's why it's important to tune in to Data Security and Privacy with The Privacy Professor. Host Rebecca Harold is an internationally recognized expert in these areas. Rebecca and her guests will let you know how to keep your business and personal data safe. Listen live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And today we're speaking with Lise Lapointe. She's the CEO of Terranova Security and the author of The Human Fix to the Human Risk. Now, Lise has been in the IT field for over 30 years, and she founded Terranova in 2001, which was one of the first companies in the world to focus on cybersecurity awarenesses for businesses. 
And her book, The Human Fix to the Human Risk, talks about how to set up a security awareness program. And that's what I'd like to talk about now, Lise. Okay. So I've read your book. Great book. I recommended it to my listeners. Um, You let's first talk about this, this five step security awareness kind of on a, on a a big level, you know, what's it about? Um, I wrote this book to make it easy for CISOs, like to have a recipe for a successful security awareness program. So building it in steps, explaining each step, give, guiding the CISO, uh, bringing them uh, some templates to use. So it's really a guide. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let let's go let let's go through the, the the first steps. So, what would be, you know, I'm a CISO. What is the step one that you're going to tell me to do? The, the first step is the analyze step, and it's often the step that uh, is not done. Uh, if we put just put a course online or a video online, it will be like focusing on nothing specific. So, the analyze part is to identify the strategic program goals. What do I want to do with this program? What is my objectives, uh, long-term objectives? Usually, a program lasts for one year, two years, or three years, and it has many uh, different uh, launches into the program. So we talked before about GDPR. You could launch, for example, a campaign on GDPR. You could launch a phishing campaign. So you decide what are your objectives for the years. Do you have compliance to answer to? What's the level of knowledge of our users right now? Is it the first time you do a security awareness campaign? Do they know a lot about uh, this information. Who do I want to target? Uh, High-level management, all the managers, all the users, the IT. Who do I want to target in my program? What's the scope, the topics I want to talk about? So what awareness topics are required for my audience based on their current level of knowledge? What kind of organization are we? What kind of culture? Is, are people motivated by security or not really? It makes a big difference on how we're going to build the program and the internal communication campaign. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of information to be analyzed in this first first phase. Mm -hmm. And 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 this sounds like a lot of work. Okay, and (laughs) I mean honestly, and you talk about you talk about like so some of these things are like you talk about the nine main areas um, to focus on data gathering. So are these the areas or are there other areas? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I named probably around six. So there's also what resources I have to do, Mm -hmm. what team I have, what budget. Am I global? Do I need multiple languages in my program? So uh, it's all of those nine things that I identify first uh, to see, you know, what the scope is going to be, what I'm going to be able to do and to deliver because we have a certain number of resources and money. So we need to deliver what we can also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I I do this for my company now, okay, um, and it sounds like it's going to take me a while to do it, okay, and, and a lot of thinking, and then I go on to the step two. So yes. what what's my step two? Okay, so to make it shorter, to, to answer your your question, yes, it looks uh, long, but to make it shorter, that's why we've done all those templates and things mm-hmm. that you just have to answer the 
you know, to the question. So it helps you think about everything and not forget some steps. The planning phase is from the analyze, you got some answers. So now you have to decide uh, what you're going to do. So in the planning phase, usually you have three plans. You have uh, how you're going to deploy, so your deployment plan, your project plan, who's going to work on uh, this project, how is it going to be delivered, and um, the communication plan. Uh, in security awareness, it's as important all the communication that comes with the training that the training itself, because we have to, when we want to change behavior, we have to reinforce the message. So we do that in many, many communications, many ways. So uh, in the planning phase, we'll know who's our team, what's our roadmap, uh, what are the products we're going to use uh, as a training material, as phishing simulation platforms. Uh, learning management systems, survey, quizzes. Uh, we'll identify how will we measure that, our KPIs, our metrics. Uh, how will we know that we succeeded in our objective? Mm-hmm. The communication, advanced communication, goes through before, during, and after the campaigns. And we want to present also to high-level management to executive our program. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back on the communication a little bit later in the show because I, I think that's so important. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if you've experienced companies that, that start to do these plans and then nobody really knows about it. Okay, you know, what are they doing? Have you had it any of these all experiences? The time. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay, but that's just not my experience. Yeah. I mean, I've worked yeah. in companies where all of a sudden, you know, things are going on that you don't know about it. And um, I mean, we saw that in GDPR, didn't we? When all of a sudden on May, you know, in May, we got a thousand emails because people were just waking up. You know? exactly. <laughs> so, okay. It was a deadline. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so you've got this, um, this planning, which is so important. And um, then you talk about now deploying, okay? Yeah. And and you talk about how deploying in phases is really important can, as step three. Can you t- tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, now we analyze, we plan, so we have to deploy our campaign. And before deploying it, we have to make sure that everything is running smoothly, right? So... We usually test it before launch. So we test the technical functionalities of our campaign, the content, the user interface. If there's no glitches, we want everything to go well. It's a, it's a project that sometimes we underestimate because it's a project that will be seen by all the employees of the company. So if it's bad, everybody will see, oh, that wasn't very good. So it's very important that it goes well and it's well launched because it, everybody will see it. So after we launch the campaign and communicate regularly with the employees. And once the campaign is launched, after we have to reinforce the message, doing a course of five, 15, 30 minutes will not change behaviors. We have after the, the, the best behaviors and the best practices, we have to reinforce and messages and posters and newsletters and banners, whatever, uh, some some clients have televisions uh, to remind everyone of the importance of participating in in uh, the training and also applying the best practices. Would you say when I'm hearing all this, I, I, what comes to my mind is uh, is a marketing plan. I mean, yes. how how important do you, do you and do you you know tell when you work with businesses? Do you say you know, bring your marketing department into this? You know. Um, 
uh, get them involved in this. Definitely. Because it is, it is kind of a marketing plan, isn't it? It is. A, yes, it is. And it's an internal marketing plan, definitely. And uh, we help with uh, bringing them uh, tools that already exist because what's long is building the messages. Mm-hmm. And they could put their logo, their colors, and, you know, put it the way they want it. But uh, they have some something to start with and sometimes they just use it the way they are too so we have like all of those uh, communication tools we we have and we uh, we give our clients to, for their campaigns and they could customize it the way they want but oh, yes great. it's a, it's an internal marketing plan and yeah. uh, it's as important, like you say, if people don't know there's an online course <laughs> to be <laughs> followed, nobody's going to follow it so it's important for them to know and to know why and uh, yeah. to make yeah to make yeah. them participate. <laughs> so, so we get this all going, and, and now, how how do you start? You know, you talk about step four is is measuring, and how important is measuring, and how do you measure? It's very important because if you don't measure, you don't know if you did a good job with your training, right? So, uh, you just done training, but did people understand? Do they still do it? Do they still? do the wrong thing so then you need to measure and there's different ways of measuring so um we uh we put when we decide what the metrics will be a lot of uh clients today they use phishing simulations so because Mm -hmm. most of the uh social engineering comes through phishing right so right if we send phishing simulations we've done training we, we have certain number of people that will click anyway so we get them train again we send them new training on this specific phishing and it goes on and on like that it's it's uh, it's an ongoing uh once you get to do security awareness it's not something you do once it's something that is ongoing that is perpetual because there's always new threats mm-hmm. so uh you measure it and once you measure and you know how many people you know click you could uh identify, identify improvement opportunities new objective and you could also, we also send quizzes for topics that are not phishing. Uh, so people answer what they, they do in uh, those certain aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just a, a, a really interesting question popped into my head because we're talking about human behavior and you're talking about now testing to see if, if phishing works. Um, what would be, what would you say in the companies that you're working with, you know, and you go start to measure? Um, what would be like really successful in, you know, to me, I'm thinking you're always going to have people who, you know, get caught up in the fishing and, yeah. and have to be retrained. What would be like, an, you know, would it be 80% or 70% that's really successful or 100? And what would be kind of, oh, dear, we got to, these people are not getting it. We have to do it again. I mean, is there kind of a, a measurement on what you see as like best practices and then not best practices? Um, what we're seeing today is that, you know, it, it changes all the time, right? So you mm-hmm. have new people coming in also. So new uh, hires, yeah. you have new hires coming in that you have to take care of them. You have those people that been trained and are doing the right thing. And you have those people that been trained, but they're still not getting it. They're still clicking. And so they're different groups and you address them in a different way. So the ones that are better, you send maybe a fishing that are more difficult and you see if they're because they're getting very sophisticated right it's not always very easy fishing so Mm -hmm. it's not knowing the percentage of people that click 
is not really the answer. It's uh, because it could be very easy and nobody clicks and it could be very mm-hmm. difficult and everybody clicks. Mm-hmm. So you have to measure that uh, with the different groups. You have to identify those groups. And of course, the last group, you want everybody to move into the group where nobody clicks. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the objective at the end. So you will train them until you get the most uh, people in that group. So that that makes a lot of sense to, to to do it in groups when you when you say that, and and this is this is kind of goes into your fifth step that you talked about optimizing. So this yeah. is you know companies. I guess my question is optimizing. Um, it's a continuous process, is what I'm hearing from you, and um, how do you continue this process? And I um, do you do it every year? You said you do the new people as they come in. You know, how does the optimization go fit into this whole program? Usually it's done once per year, uh, mm-hmm. or it could be also done after each campaign. Um, if you do a fishing campaign and you're going to do another one uh, next month, sometimes you want to compare your results uh, with your objectives that you had. I want, for example, to diminish the number of clicking by 10%. So you want to measure if it worked or not. Um, improvement opportunities, new objectives, and what you're going to do next year. Because usually you built on the year before to get better and better from one year to another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense to me. So, Lisa, we're, Lise, we're going to take um, uh, another break now. And, and when, I come, when we come back, uh, I'd like to drill down a little bit more on this communication and, and who's involved. And, and you talked about, you know, if you have a global company, I mean, that must be really hard because you have to cascade this down. Um, even if you're not global, but you have different subsidiaries within one country, it sounds like it's a little bit more complicated. So I want to talk about that when we come back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so for our listeners, we have been talking to Lise Lapointe. She is the CEO of Terranova Security and the author of The Human Fix to the Human Risk. Lise has been in the IT field for over 30 years, and she founded her third company, Terranova Security, which is one of the first companies in the world to focus on cybersecurity awarenesses for businesses. Her book, The Human Fix to the Human Risk, talks about the five steps that we've just talked about that company five steps to security awareness that should be implemented in companies and every company should have that today um the book has great templates great information when she um you should really pick this book up and read it if you're listening to us today and you can reach out to lees on terranovasecurity.com and she's on linkedin under lees-laponte La, La Point, okay, excuse me, and on Twitter under Terranova underscore Isa, okay, and I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or through the Search and Information Association of Europe at Kimberly at Cinda.com or join our LinkedIn group on Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And while we're talking about cybersecurity today, please do check out the Search and Information Association of Europe on Facebook and under www.cinda.com because Cinda focuses on all kinds of thought leaderships in relation to the Internet. And we also are going to have in London, April 10th to the 12th this year, 
a Internet of Things and Digital Local Search Conference. You can join that conference by going to www.cinda.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There are many business podcasts out there, and they focus on the success stories, the top people in the fields, and what they're doing right now. But each of these people have a backstory, a ramp-up to how they got where they are today. Tune in to the Authentic Accountant Podcast with host Seth David and co-host Erica Ed. We'll compare the good times with the adverse, find out the beginning and the current state, and learn the building blocks along the way. Listen every week for new episodes on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Want to find out what's new and upcoming in middle grade, young adult, and new adult fiction? Tune in to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour with your host, Mary Nickham. Each week, we focus on works of middle grade and young adult fiction. We also discuss the art of writing, editing, and promoting. Speak to the new authors of today. Spotlight excerpts of what you might want to read next and much more. The Saguaro Book Radio Hour can be heard live Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are speaking about a very hot topic, cybersecurity. And we're speaking with Lise Lapointe. She is the CEO of Terra Nova Security and the author of The Human Fix to Human Risk. Now, Lise has been in the IT 
field for over 30 years. She founded Terra Nova, which is one of the first companies in the world to focus on cybersecurity awareness for businesses. And her book, The Human Fix to the Human Risk, talks about how to set up a security awareness program. And we just talked about that. We talked about the five steps that are outlined in your book and the five steps that you use with your clients, Lise. And I'd like to focus a little bit on on kind of one of my little pet peeves, I would say, on that's communication and awareness and getting people involved. And they always say, you know, that the fish always stinks from the head. So, I mean, how critical is it to make sure that executive management is absolutely involved and committed when you start to develop these kinds of programs? Uh, it's it's critical. It's very, very important. A lot of times um, the security uh, group uh, will present to high-level management in a technology way instead of talking about a business problem. So what we do is we help them build this presentation of the program and how it will affect all of the employees. And we want the leadership to get involved. What we recommend a lot of times for them to do a video to explain to all the employees how it is important for the company to protect the information and how they need them to get involved. So it's, uh, it's really top down. They have to give the example. Mm-hmm. So when, once you get, we get this commitment from our executive management, um, in the other segment you were talking, when we were talking about planning and, and analyzing data, um, you said something about global companies, and we have companies that have more than subsidiaries, and how you have to get all everybody involved, don't you? I mean, yes. is that's your ultimate goal, okay? So how do you get this cascaded down? Do you have any best practices on getting it cascaded through? Yes, it's, I think one thing that uh, we've been doing for a long time, and we do a lot of international uh, projects, uh, is uh, making sure that every employee gets the training in their language, their main language. So they do understand the best practices. They do understand what they have to do. So if you're international, having in each country the right language for the employees is very important. So this is a way uh, of uh, doing it. Also, a lot of times um, there's two different ways of doing security awareness, but in majority it's centralized and not decentralized. So it's one team that organized the whole training that is the same for everybody. They customize it to their company needs link it to their own policies, have their color, their branding, and after they use the different languages in different countries and they launch that centrally. And they have in each country one person responsible uh, of the program to follow it. And there's other companies that do that decentralized, so then they would have more than one training platform, one for each country, for example, and uh, it's the country that does uh, make sure that all of their employees uh, do the training. Mm-hmm. So there's both ways of doing it. But once you have the languages and uh, you decide on what the most important topics are for the company, then uh, you, you, you go for it for everybody in the world. And this is this is really important, Al, so Lise, because um, I don't know if this is true, but I've read this, but I, I've read that that mo- you know, mo- many companies are under the impression that most attacks or breaches has come from the outside. But 
uh, a lot of them come from the inside or a majority come from the season. Is this true? Uh, what we have as statistics is that three quarters of data breaches tend to be perpetrated by outsiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, many may involve a compromised and unspect- uninspected insider, right? They could work mm-hmm. with somebody inside. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there's an email compromise where the hacker has stolen the credential of someone in, the, in one of the departments, the hacker now has access to uh, all the information in the company. So uh, it could be an active insider that helped them do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, so uh, the reason I asked that question is my next question is, is you know, we've got this communication, we've got, the, we've got the, this awareness program. So how important are policies? I mean, and, and how do you, you know, what's a good policy compared to a non-effective policy? And are policies absolutely critical? Uh, policies today are often standard, right? They, mm-hmm. from one company to an, another, they look pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. The key is uh, how you launch and communicate the policies. If you come in as a new employee and you have to sign a document and you read the policy once, then you never see it again. Uh, you know, it's not very effective. So you need to train them on what the policy means, train them how to comply to the policies using the internal available technology and procedures. So while the policy describes the what and the why, the awareness program will provide the user the how. So what do you do with that policy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so at the how, and then to, to make sure people understand it, because I mean, yes. I mean, how many times do we all, and, and this is the problem I have a GDPR too. How many times do they have all, you just read it and check yes, and then go on and you have no idea what you, what you're doing. So I can imagine the training awareness that's it's, it's just human behavior. And that's what you talk about human risk. Okay. Yes. What, what else do you, when you, when you talk about human risk, um, what other aspects do you think about when you say that, as far as around uh, security? Uh, but the human risk, of course, is also you could think about people at home. You know, mm-hmm. I, I often think about like uh, us, the adults that have children and have yeah. parents that we have to protect. And uh, they're the, the main people that will be attacked. So children... Mm-hmm. We know a, a lot of that happens, and the elderly have a lot of phone calls, trying to get mm. money from them, and emails, yeah. and all kinds of things. So it's, uh, I think that when um, we do training that, and we make sure that there's something in for them, so uh, knowing how to protect their home, their mm-hmm. family, their own computer, mm-hmm. and they apply that at home, they bring it back to the business also. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to have something also for external mm-hmm. of the company. Yeah, that that was in my question because here I'm in the company, I'm getting all the policies done, I'm getting everybody trained, but I have customers, okay? Yes. Um, and without saying any names, I mean, we all know there was this reach, hotel chain that had a really big breach recent, recently and I was like, oh, wow, now I'm not going to use that hotel chain <laughs> anymore. You know, I was like, um, yeah. as a customer, I was really nervous. So how important... Is it also that that companies have some kind of external communication to make sure that, you know, their customers understand that they're doing something to protect their data? Is, is that part of this whole communication process? Uh, yes, more and more companies will ask uh, 
their providers, their clients to get trained and they will uh, use the training and make it available. And mm-hmm. they have to make sure that they're trained before they get to be the providers for this company because they could be uh, the ones that could bring a compromise also. So they need to they need to get their them providers trained, but also um, you know communication to just the normal people like me. Okay, you know somebody yes. out there as says you know is it is it important for them to say you know yes on our website? I mean, of course, there's there's these compliance issues that say, for example, for GDPR, what you what you what you're doing. Um, we have a lot of those in Europe. We always have to have you know uh, the GDPR. Com- Clients on our websites, but is it you know is it also important just to put a nice message out there? Yes, and uh, to to make training available also mm-hmm. uh, for their smaller vendors or uh, smaller clients that they have, they could they could have a part of a program available for what they have to protect, and they could use that to uh, send messages, communications, uh, so, yeah. Okay. And um, we're getting consultants towards the, also the consultants, consult- like, yeah, consultants. Right, that that's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and once again, just for our listeners, Lee's, this is not just about the big companies. This is also about SMBs, little companies too. Have to be careful of this. Right? Definitely, more and more uh, SMBs are targeted, and it could close your company. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting towards the end of the end of the program, Lee's. And I just, um, if you had, you know, three tips. For our company leaders listening, you know, what would those three tips be on on um, cybersecurity awareness? Just three three tips for the day. I would say that leaders must make security awareness available to all their employees and really encourage participation. I think that special training must be provided for those responsible for implementing security controls or manage personal data. And leader mu- leaders must also be aware of the inherent risk of technology. So it's, uh, this would be my three tips that I would uh, leave today uh, with uh, people. To can, I, can, I, can you just quickly expand on the inherent risk of technology and what you mean by that? Um, it's uh, what, you know, what is there? What, what is, um, when, when you inherit, what is, uh, how could I explain that? It's... Um, it's the technology that you're using. Okay. So as technology changes too, yeah. then there's going to be the risk of technology today may not be also the risk of technology in one month or the way technology is advancing and AI is advancing. And um, to, so to be aware, leaders have to be aware of not just the technology today, but also the inherent risk of those coming tomorrow, I think is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, the technology changes really fast, and more and more users bring their own devices, mm-hmm. uh, and that brings new technology internally in the in, in the company. So it's a lot of things to look at, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah. there's all kinds of new technology available to download files uh, on on the web, and uh, it's all that that risk that. Uh, okay. And th- th- that's three great tips for our leaders. And how about one tip for us, the consumer, okay, out there? Um, any tip? Because you're seeing, you're helping companies with security. Um, you're also a consumer. What would, how can we pr- better protect ourselves as a consumer? 
I think we uh, need to have a better understanding of the technology we are using and how attacks happen, how to recognize an attack and what to do to prevent it. So I think that at home we need to get educated and we need to be more vigilant. And I really believe, like I said before, that the adult in the family has to protect their children and their parents and educate Mm -hmm. them in that Mm -hmm. way on the type of risk that they're facing. Mm-hmm. So um, education uh, is very important because we, we don't see it, right? So we, right. Don't, we think it uh, doesn't matter, but it's uh, giving some information. It, it's, it's not tangible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah. so that's great tips and great tips for the con- consumer, Lise, and thank you so much. It's been so great talking to you. Uh, today and for our listeners, uh, we have been talking to Lise Lapointe, and she's the CEO of Terra Nova Security, and she's the author of the Human Fix to Human Risks. Risk, excuse me, and Human Fix to Human Risk is available on Amazon. I encourage you to get it on Amazon. And Lise is recognized as an innovator, entrepreneur, dedicated to the success of her clients, and she has been in the IT field for over. 30 years. She founded Terra Nova Security, which was one of the first companies in the world to focus on cybersecurity awareness for businesses in 2001. And this book is a must read for CTOs, executive managed CISOs, security awareness teams, and just about everybody. And she's also a leading woman in tech and avail in a very male-dominated world. And you can reach her on terranovasecurity.com, on LinkedIn under Lise LaPointe, and on Twitter under Terranova underscore ISA. And Women in Tech and Internet is a series we do have on this show, and all our episodes are focusing on tech, the Internet of Things, digital, and these are brought to you by the search and information industry of Europe. Cinda brings you market research, thought leadership, and conferences in media, and has brought you this series today. So, Lise, thank you so much again for joining us. And um, I hope to catch up with you soon at another conference. <laughs> Thank you. It was really nice talking to you today. Really. Okay. And as we close our show today, I'd just like to tell you that Cinda will be holding its annual local com conference in April, April 10th to 12th in London. And you can register at www.cinda.com or on Eventbrite under Cinda Local Com. At Local Com London, you can hear top thought leaders from around the world who bring us closer to emerging technologies, local search, digital marketing, cybersecurity, and the kind of leadership we need to adapt in this changing world. We're also bringing Local Com to Dubai on March 6th and 7th, where it'll be held at Google's Middle East headquarters. Now, you can get in touch with me, Kimberly Lewis, your host at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or at Kimberly Lewis at cinda.com or visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Please also like us on Facebook at Leadership Beyond Borders. Uh, go to Kimberly J. Lewis on Facebook and on LinkedIn and to Cinda on Facebook and LinkedIn. The series is also brought to you by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. And you should download us on iTunes and Google Play and tune in to us 
each week, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific. And until then, tune in next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.